It's about 3.40pm, Monday the 18th of December 2023. And this is the last episode of the John Rogers Talk Show uh, for, for the year. It's episode 6, I think. Today, I'm going to talk about Christmas. Just heading down the road with Bonnie Dog. Got the vis vest on that I don't like, but I suppose one must wear one. Um, I know when I'm driving, I've had occasions in the past where I almost didn't see a pedestrian in time. And I shudder to think that what would have happened. And in that moment, I feel bloody annoyed if the person hasn't made an effort to be seen but I must admit I hate wearing the damn things they're so bloody bright it's hard to walk in the countryside when it feels like you are the Trotter family tombstone fans of Only Fools and Horses will get that Um, I'm also using a different mic today so I'm a little bit nervous that this won't work um and this will be broadcast tonight at uh, johnrogershow.com at 8pm Monday and then it'll be available uh, as a podcast wherever you get a pod, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast except and this is a running refrain now the John Rogers talk show except for Apple Podcasts because I still haven't gotten around to fixing that but it's up there on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts um I was going to say, if you can't find it, let me know. But obviously, if you're listening to this, you found it. Um, And the John Rogers Christmas show uh, is live on Friday morning, Friday the 22nd, the day after the solstice, Friday the 22nd uh, at 10 a.m., the John Rogers Christmas show. And if if you'd like, and you have my number... uh, and you'd like to send a voicemail with season's wishes or season's greetings or Christmas wishes to anybody. Uh, um, send it to me and I'll uh, play it uh, on the radio show on uh, Friday morning. So that's uh, johnrogersshow.com, the John Rogers Christmas Show, live Friday morning at 10 a.m. So, this is Christmas. It's almost Christmas. We're uh, a week out this day week. And well, I'll have to correct chat fun nomad. Well, Christmas. Christmas is a time that I used to absolutely love. As a kid, the excitement of it. And uh, I managed to somehow hold on to that magic into adulthood. Um, 
and fortunate enough to marry someone who also feels the same way about this time of year as I do uh, enjoys a lot of the same things I do whose family do a really good job at celebrating Christmas has uh, a similar relationship with this time of year as I do as in not being an actual Christian or a believer um nonetheless finding not just you know a sort of a superficial enjoyment from things like Christmas carols but uh, that there's a spiritual yearning for this time of year that um, is somewhat met by Christmas carols and um, our first few Christmases together you know uh, pretty good very good now I'm coming up on the first thing I'm nervous about sharing uh, because this is private and I don't have my kids' resp- uh, permission to talk about them. Um, but I have found Christmas difficult since I became a parent. And the magic at this time of year has been missing for a good few Christmases now for me I'm not quite sure why that is but I'm not too worried because things come and go and I just have to believe that if I'm patient it'll come back and I have felt a hint of it at times you know this year and last year and years before I have felt little moments of it there it is like echoes of it and on one hand that can be even more disconcerting because It leaves me feeling like how... Oh, it, it reminds me of how wonderful it felt. And... Um, uh, and I feel almost saddened when I get a little hint of it. Because it just reminds me of what I'm missing. But on the other hand those little hints of it that I get every now and again remind me I think or help me believe that it'll come back or it can come back and I just have to be patient um also on the run up to this Christmas my wife and I decided to make an effort at finding our own rituals, our own family rituals to um, to 
help along the return of that feeling. So yesterday we arranged a babysitter to look after the kids and we went into the Galway City. We had brunch in Ardbia and then we wandered a few shops like Wooden Heart and of course Charlie Burns. And then we went to St. Nick's um, for their um, Nine Lessons Christmas service, which is an ecumenical service that's held mid-December every year with uh, Christmas carols performed by the choir there and also Resurgium and um, the choir of University of Galway I think and it was a mix of uh, 19th century hymns uh, one beautiful uh, Irish hymn Oskelga um, some early 20th century so there was one piece by Ron Williams one hymn of the year and uh, and a few other oh and there was, there was I think there was one if I remember that was was uh, medieval some of the choices weren't really for me some of them were oh, stunning Um, so we're trying to help ourselves to find the space needed to um, feel because to to feel (laughs) I'm nervous saying this because uh I'm nervous saying this because I'm worried it'll sound so overly sensitive. But the spirit of Christmas, the joy of Christmas. Oh, by the way, another things that I'm I'm doing this year to make sure that'll help me um, f- uh, maybe find that that feeling again are things like watching um, uh, Christmas episodes of The West Wing highly recommend that uh, obviously first four seasons only Aaron Sorkin seasons only um, the office the UK office the original office the Christmas specials that are 20 years old now by the way and of course Christmas music and we have carols on We uh, and we have the tree up and we have a, a real tree <laughs> um Uh, but to feel the the magic of this time of year like I used to not just as a kid but also as an adult like I said is in a way requires one to be open for love that's a bit I was a bit worried of saying out loud and now that I say it out loud there's absolutely no reason to be embarrassed saying that out loud it requires one to be open to feel to feel love 
and for reasons I don't want to get into because it's private um, that has been hard for the past five or six years um, but something struck me on the way home from St. Nick's yesterday on the park and ride um, that there's another I think problem that I, I I will talk about here that might be making it harder for me to feel that joy of Christmas like I used to um, but before I get into that I just I, I'm struck again the bit that I really enjoyed actually more than the, the, the service last night in St. Nick's was actually because it fills up so quick. We were there in loads of time. And when we got there, the choir was already practicing. So that old 700-year-old church, the heart of medieval Galway, um, was buzzing. It was full of the sound of the choir and the music. That, and when we walked in, they were actually practicing the, um, the medieval piece. Um if you live in Galway, go along, check it out next year. And by the way, they have, I'm going to come in on Christmas Eve uh, to the city again, um, and they have a, uh, they have a carol service at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. I think it's 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Uh, I was just checking, and we're still recording here. Um, they have a carol service um, Christmas Eve at 4pm I think it is in St. Nick's but anyway I'm in there in the space oh. swans flying in formation right over our house <laughs> I almost missed that I hope you heard it oh, you see there it is. They're on their way down to the Turlock. We're not walking the Turlock today. We're walking the roads. Let's turn back, actually, and uh, walk the Turlock a bit as well. It's such a beautiful evening. Hang on. Yep, she's coming. Let's go! So that feeling I just got there of the ma the majesty of where we live, uh, I'm missing that a lot because I'm not getting outside enough. Thank God for this talk show, whatever it is. Um, at least I'm doing this once a week. So that that mystery, the magic, there's something about this place where we live it has a magic to it that's been missing for the past five six years as well and I just felt it there oh my god I just felt it there watching the swans fly over like a swelling of the heart oh thank god it's a relief and that's what it's like when I feel that spirit of Christmas again every now and again so 
I'm thinking about what brings pleasure, what brings joy. This is something I talked about, I think, in the very first episode. And the two things are a sense of purpose and... Uh, um, community. Sorry, I got distracted there. Uh, a sense of purpose and community. So a big part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast every week is just to have a purpose. As an artist, I've lost my sense of purpose a little bit. More than a little bit. Quite a bit. Uh, and in community. So, the community I'm missing. And if you're someone like me who doesn't believe in God, doesn't go to Mass, and I now have settled down here, I'm probably going to more than likely live the rest of my days in this area in County Galway but it's not where I'm from I don't feel a huge connection to community yet um, so in St. Nick's last night in many ways my favourite part of the service was the, the buzz in the church beforehand with about half an hour to, to curtain it was almost like pre-show nerves that sort of a buzz our friend Una Una Neil Lanigan one of Ireland's best harpists uh, was uh, playing last night as well and it was great to see her and hear her obviously and <laughs> I had heard her play uh, in a sort of a cosy uh, private concert uh, only um, uh, the Saturday before just last Saturday gone at uh, my wife's family's Christmas party that they have every year in my parents-in-law house anyway um, she was she was you know warming up along with the choir obviously and people were coming in and they were finding their seats and we because we'd gotten in so early we got good seats and then just after we got our seats uh, my wife's parents arrived and um, they got seats right with us right behind us um, and I love St. Nick's I love the church and as I wandered around the church and I and as I watched the crowd come in and as I listened to the choir and I saw the reverend who is the uh, the woman in charge there at St. Nick's in her clerical garb with her collar and it's a woman there goes the vet I think um, one of the local farmers mentioned he might have had a problem with a, with a, with a sheep so I wonder anyway jump into conclusions and what the hell do I know about any of that okay so I said to Honey, wow, the old COI, every now and again, I'm tempted <laughs> to sign up to the Church of Ireland. Um, there is a... There's always a sense of welcome at St. Nick's. And it's always that little bit... I don't want to say... Well, it feels a little shabby chic. That's <laughs> how I would describe it. And you're always... Ned Fel, Fel, very welcome and 
it's that bit more liberal Irish Protestantism is that bit more liberal than Irish Catholicism and yeah it doesn't have that sense of oh I don't know I'm only speaking for myself now obviously but the dourness that I find often in Irish Catholicism and I was raised Catholic so I'm allowed to say that I think anyway um, so that was the sense of community being in there for that was amazing and at one stage as I was wandering around checking out this 700 year old church and uh, uh, I saw they were setting up a projector because um, they were expect they were they were expecting and they were right to expect a full house, and there's a couple of pillars that block the view of the service, and the whole thing was being live streamed. So they were setting up a projector so you could watch um, if your seats kind of hid the uh, hid the action behind this pillar, and I. Um, the the second in command there in in Saint Nick's is, uh, is is I think he's is that a reverend or a vicar I'm not sure how COI works to be honest I should check with my cousin who's um, uh, Patsy McGarry is the religious correspondent for the Irish Times um, anyway and by the way that's a person I hope to uh, invite on as a guest sometime on the John Rogers talk show so. Um, we'll see about making that happen. Anyway, um, Alistair was is the man's name, second in commander uh, in Saint Nick's, and I offered, you know, a little uh, a hand in setting up the projector. The man looked like he was uh, under pressure to get a hundred other things done before uh, curtain, if you will, and um, he was um, gladly took my offer, and I liked doing stuff like that with tech and I got helped get the projector up and going and um, then stood on the extension lead line to make sure nobody tripped on it while he ran off to get some um, gaffer tape and that in many ways all of that buzz beforehand and then talking to Una and some of the other uh, and some of the members of the choir who we know afterwards in many ways oh, the moon little little tiny toenail of a moon up and there is a little feel of that again that sense of uh, <sighs> oh, there's something about the Irish countryside anyway um, when I see the moon like that and an evening like this as it's starting to get dark as we come very close to the shortest day now on Thursday isn't it yeah um, I wonder to myself I wonder where the nearest fox is to me right now standing this road and I just have a sense that this stupid viz vest which is important obviously um, makes it less likely that I'll spot a fox we've often seen foxes out on our walks but I've never spotted one while I was wearing this bloody thing. Anyway, so community. 
So if community and a sense of purpose are the things that will help bring joy anywhere, then I don't have those things as part of my Christmas. Uh, so going to the service last night is to start a step in um, helping to find that. The magic of it again. So, we're not going in yet, Bunny. Come on, let's head down to the toilet for a little while. Let's check how long we've been recording. Yeah, we're 25 minutes in, so we've plenty of time to walk down to the toilet, pup. Um, so, Christmas. Why is it? What? What? What is it about it? Why is it important to me? I mean, again, not wanting to overshare, but my family we we lost our mum. Uh, well, it's actually forty years ago now. It was forty years ago. Uh, this year, in October. So. Um, we were all very young. My eldest brother was only a teenager. I was only six years of age. Um, so, as you can imagine, so that was 83. There were a few Christmases there that weren't uh, very joyful uh, for my family. It's a measure of my father. It's the measure of the man that I still have the most wonderful Christmas memories. I feel like my sister Paula is old, she's the oldest sister, the second eldest in the family. We owe her a lot too for um, for uh, the fact that Christmas was refound in our house pretty quickly. It was a pretty special time. Um, the whole mystery of Santi and, and the magic of that was powerful. Um, I don't remember feeling any sense of uh, betrayal when I found out uh, the full story, if you will. And I enjoyed a couple of years of um, knowing what my younger siblings didn't. Um, So Christmas was pretty special growing up. And then we went into my late teens and into my early 20s. We spent a lot of Christmas uh, Christmases actually up in Derry where my sister lives now. She's married to a Derry man. And they were pretty good. And then we'd come down um, on... Um, come down on... Uh, Stevens's day back to Mohol to head out and around the time actually 20 years ago of the um, the office Christmas special Carl's pub in Mohol was the epicenter of Stevens's night in Mohol and it was epic and then into swingers 
or nightlings as it became known um yeah it was pretty good um So I never really had to examine why it was so special. It just was always a special time. And I, every year came along and I'd feel it again. I always had a problem with hearing the Christmas music too early, seeing the Christmas ads too early. But once we got into the first week of December, I was gung-ho. Always was. Da, 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 da. So, looking back on it, I had my, I had my, looking back on it, I had my, my community, my family, obviously. Um, but also, even though I knew I had long stopped believing at that stage, I enjoyed going to midnight mass Christmas Eve, though it was no longer at midnight. Oh, and of course, then the big day itself, as I got older, became less about presents and more about the dinner, <laughs> the Christmas dinner. Um. Okay, so so it was only as I got old, as I you know started really in college and then beyond that that I started to realize that this time of year wasn't the most wonderful special magic time of year for every family. So again, I'm very grateful for. My family. Uh, we always managed to. I don't. I, I. I don't mean to be complimenting ourselves. It's more our good fortune. Well, I'm complimenting my old man. I will. I will. I have no problem complimenting him. We always managed to get on and enjoy Christmas together. Um. Like I said, it was only I met other people that I found out that um, it's not. Christmas ain't for everyone. Um, when Ioni and I started going out, I was so delighted to find that uh, it's definitely Christmas is for her, like I said, and for her family, and her family do it really well. But the thing that, I, that I've been thinking about, and it really struck me last night, it's something I've been wondering for a lot for years now, but it really st- struck me on the way home from St. Nick's yesterday. Is what is Christmas? And especially, what is Christmas for someone like me who isn't a Christian? I don't even know what to call it. I sent an email to a guy today to thank him for some work he had done and to say that I'd fixed up with him for something 
and I wished him uh, a peaceful winter solstice slash Christmas. I didn't want to say happy holidays. It's so American. But I didn't... I, I don't hesitate... I, I, I hesitate on calling it Christmas not because of some American... I hate this stupid word, woke reasons, but for the genuine reason that I don't believe in the idea of a god or that he had a son who died for our sins. I don't. I think Jesus Christ was a man who lived and walked the earth 2,000 years ago and he got in trouble for preaching some very unpopular notions about turning the other cheek and loving thy neighbor and he without sin cast the first stone and uh, the silver onto Caesar and so on. Um, but I don't think he rose from the dead three days later and I also don't think he was born in a manger in Bethlehem. I think all of that was retro uh, fitted to his story to fit some strange political narrative. He had to be of the line of David and also it was important that he was born in the most humble of circumstances. It's interesting. Very interesting. Bonnie, sit. Good girl. It's very interesting. But I don't... But I don't believe it. And while I enjoyed the service in Sit Next yesterday... I had to do so by ignoring a lot of the words of the carols. I think one of the carols uh, um, to paraphrase it said something like is it time for joy um, the coming of the Lord the birth of our Saviour proves that uh, God's love for his chosen is chosen um, well if that's true I have a suspicion I'm not included in that VIP group of the chosen just heading into the turlet now so I think that's part of the problem for me this time of year is what is Christmas for someone like me now I can think of one person who means the world to me wow the traffic on this road is frustrating I can think of one person who means the world to me who might be listening to this So much for my peaceful walk. Hang on, I let the dog off the lead. Let's get away from the road. It's the only thing about the turlock that is frustrating. Is the amount of traffic on that road and the speed. Anyway. I can think of one person who I love, who might listen to this. And I know that that person does believe. So 
I hope I can speak this uh, truth without offending anybody. I hope that my lack of belief, that I can express my lack of belief without judging anybody for their belief. It just doesn't work for me. And it hasn't for a long time. I am frustrated by the philosophy of Christianity. I am frustrated by its monopoly of our belief system in Europe and then throughout the world for 2,000 years when so much of it is not a message of peace and harmony. And as Ionia mentioned on the way home last night, next to no... uh, Uh, there's very little of anything to be said as far as we could see in Christianity about uh, nature and living in harmony with nature and the beauty of the world if it is there it certainly wasn't taught to us in school Um, and that so much of it is is about splitting the world into those who are chosen, those who are saved and forgiven, and those who are not, those who are damned. And then 2,000 years of misogyny, 2,000 years of teaching us all that we should be ashamed about sex and all the damage that that has done, not to mention all the violence that's perpetrated in Christ's name, which is horrendous when you consider that the man who I do believe walked the earth 2,000 years ago went to his own death without drawing a sword that's how much of a committed pacifist he was Um, but also and this is where I get really worried that I'm going to offend anybody that I might offend people that there's the the philosophy is based on something that is just irrational. The, the, the idea of the divine itself, the, the, sorry, not the divine itself per se, but the, the idea of a God the Father, a virgin birth, the miracles, the rising from the dead, is makes no sense to me when there's enough divinity and there's enough majesty in what I can see right now uh, say, are they laugh wings? I'm not sure, I better check with Ioni but the little birds are flying right now across the surface of the turlock, they're so <laughs> close to the surface they might as well be swimming in it and I can see the mountains in the burn behind it all So I struggle with all that. And this time of year is called Christmas. What else am I supposed to call it? Midwinter?
<laughs> I feel like if I sign off emails, people saying enjoy the solstice, have a happy midwinter, that they're think they'll they'll get this impression of me sitting at my laptop in beads and sandals or maybe bare feet. And then, so what? What's wrong with that? It's no more or less a costume than what the choir was wearing in St. Nick's last night, so I don't know. What is Christmas? Now, I talked about November, the majesty of the closing in of the the early evenings, the dark, the quiet, the lighting of the fire. That's what Christmas is, is a continuation of that right down to the shortest day. Yule, Yule time, Yule is, as far as I know, um, North European pagan tradition, midwinter, Yule um, they think might have been a name, a name for Odin. Odin, father, the the the, the father of the, the 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 Norse gods. And Yule was one description of him, and it it they think it might have meant something like feast or party. And there's strong evidence to suggest that Yule also. Uh, brought us the word jolly so Yule maybe I could call it Yule because this is the thing we know that pagan communities uh, in Europe which is what our ancestors here in Ireland were Pagan communities, north, north, northwestern European pagan communities, they celebrated a midwinter feast. The Irish for Christmas is Nullig, and that comes from Noel, so that comes from Christianity. But at least we have Yule, and I often wonder what the ancient Irish word for the same thing was. But as far as I know, that's been lost. So Yule, feast. And I think there's something wonderful about that feast. About a celebration. About knowing that the wheel is turning. You've gotten through the shortest day. You're halfway through the winter. The hardest part of the year to be a human in the north of Europe. It gets dark and it gets cold. So what better thing to do in the middle of it, in the depths of winter, than to have a party, to have a feast. And there is some evidence, as far as I know, that the sharing of gifts is a pre-Christian idea too. That even the, the figure of St. Nicholas might have been a European yuletide god figure who um, got connected with a, a nearly saint in the Christian church Nicholas um, just as the Celtic goddess Bridget 
got Christianized into St. Bridget. So gifts, yeah. I wonder, and it might be worth some research for 12 months from now, what we know about giving to the poor at this time of year. Is there any evidence to show that that has a pre-Christian root? And I'm not trying to glorify um, paganism. One of the great mysteries is why Catholicism, or sorry, Christianity, as it was, Christianity became the state religion of the Roman Empire, and that's why uh, we have it here in Ireland, even though the Romans didn't invade. Um, it had taken hold in pretty much all of Europe, and so it eventually came to our shores. And I often wonder why, what was so appealing about Christianity over paganism? And I do think that there is a message in Christianity that if you live well, even if you live a life of, poor, uh, of poverty, if you atone for your sins, follow the rules, you will uh, spend eternity in, uh, in paradise, the right hand side of the Lord. I think there's an appeal there. Um, to the majority of the people of Europe at the time who were poor at the time of the Roman Empire weren't just poor, they were slaves and and also paganism was quite fond of human sacrifice and other blood sacrifices and much of the the, con the the concept I understand it of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection is the idea that he sacrificed himself for all our sins so we don't have to do that anymore it was a civilizing measure so I think I, I just I'm trying to say that I'm not trying to glorify some Halcyon pre-Christian Irish past but I do wonder well I wonder right now what the hell Bonnie is eating <laughs> What is she? I, do I even want to know what she's eating right now? Just checking the time. 45 minutes. So, uh, I do feel that for someone like me, who doesn't believe in God, who doesn't believe that the nativity took place, that there was a star of Bethlehem, wise men, and so on, That midwinter feast is essential, nonetheless. And Christianity, we know this for a fact, came along and set many of the Christian festivals on top of pre-existing pagan festivals. It's a shame, in a way, <laughs> that the most important festival for the Christian year um, ironically, I always find this hilarious, is called Easter, which is named after the German goddess of the spring, Ostra, which is where you get estrogen, as far as I know. So they didn't even bother, <laughs> the Christians didn't even bother changing the name. They didn't, they didn't even bother hiding the fact that this was 
much of it was based on pre-existing German uh, in that case but you know pagan beliefs and celebrations um, it's a shame that they didn't uh, hold on to um, uh, let us hold on to whatever name um, it's a shame that Christmas isn't known the world over as Yule the way Easter is known the world over as Easter I'd happily be able to say to people you know happy Yule um And I think it's Louis Armstrong who had that great Christmas tune, Have a Cool Yule. <laughs> so that's what we could be saying now. But instead it's Christmas. Or for you're an American, Happy Holidays. Which sounds like a feckin' Coca-Cola ad. So I think there's a, a schism there within me. In that... My heart longs to celebrate this time of year. And yet I don't know how. I'm thinking of a line from a U2 song. Uh, yeah, I'd take bread and wine if there was a church I could receive in because I need it now. So that's how I feel. Is that I need something. I need something to mark this time of year the shortest day and it can't be just something that I come up with for myself though that would be no harm but it needs to be something that the community is involved in and so the closest thing I can find so far imperfectly was the likes of um the service, the nine lessons yesterday in St. Nick's quite fitting by the way that it is St. Nicholas by the way um, because some of that that choral work the Christmas uh, carols is stunningly beautiful just as so much Christian art is quite beautiful and yet for me it sits on something I don't believe so I think there's a for me there's a a problem there there's a massive disconnect and it's hard to find peace in my heart at this time of year when uh Uh, when when the rituals and the ceremonies we have here in Ireland for instance and elsewhere um, in 2023 are unsatisfying unsatisfactory 
So I think that's part of why I struggle to find the magic of Christmas. But I'm not sure why it's only hit in the last five years or so. Um, when I was happy to go through the motions of all of it as a non-believer for years and years after I uh, stopped believing in my um, late teens. Stars are shining mm -hmm. So, yeah. In many ways, the purpose of this talk show is me figuring stuff out, and the best way for me to figure things out is to speak it out loud. So it might be enough just this year to state that, uh, again, let's quote Bono, and you two again. I still haven't found what I'm looking for when it comes to Christmas. <laughs> I'm thinking of somebody, it's something somebody would say, somebody I knew a long time ago who's a, a believer. Would say let go and let God. <laughs> so maybe I do need to let go and let Christmas. Let it find me. And in the meantime, find the things that can help me feel part of the community, you know. I don't volunteer for any charity, for instance. I don't do anything to help the less well off. Or make the odd contribution to a charity here and there. Maybe that's something I should look at. And go in at that for the most selfish of reasons to help me feel good about myself. I don't know. I do know I'm jealous of people who don't overthink things the way I often do. The way I'm probably overthinking this. But this is who I am and how I am. Bonnie, come here. Sit. Good girl. So. I. I do have. Like I mentioned earlier there is one change in my life that has for some reason and this is quite unexpected has uh, made Christmas harder um, when I expected the opposite to happen um, out you go good girl fun and a little bit more good girl And again, I don't want to overshare, but the thing that has um, caught me by surprise
as I try to get the, the rope around the gate post again. There it is. Fan to car chat. <laughs> Insanely fast. Okay. Yeah, becoming a dad. Has, for reasons that I'm not going to get into, uh, made Christmas hard. Um, but all I can do there is to be patient. Um, maybe this time next year when it's time to talk about Christmas again on the John Rogers talk show uh, I'll be able to talk more about that who knows Okay. That's pretty much it. I will uh, broadcast this tonight at 8 p.m. JohnRogersShow.com And it'll be up later tonight uh, as a podcast. Thanks for listening. I didn't really <laughs> I didn't get a lot figured out this time this week um, I don't feel very much at peace as we come to Christmas again but as well I'll, I'll name her Zita my good friend would say it might be enough just to sit in the uncomfortable feeling and let it pass. But I hope you all, any of you who are listening, do have a peaceful Christmas. Um, have fun. Go easy on yourself and your family and your loved ones. Spoil yourself. That's another thing I'm starting to do. Um, get in. It's a feast, remember? It's a jolly feast. It's Yule. So get in the sweets. Get in the good stuff. Get in the liquor. And the wine and the beer. And celebrate the fact that we're halfway through another winter. And that the seed grows in the dark. And we're heading to the spring. And uh, the John Rogers Christmas show, which I hope will be a little bit more joyous than this recording turned out to be. The John Rogers Christmas show will be live Friday morning, 10 a.m. with lots of Christmas tunes. Lots of Christmas tunes. 
and hopefully a bit of crack with whoever's listening. Oh, and by the way, if you... Oh, I said that already, didn't I? I mention that if you want to, you can send... Yeah, so send in your Christmas voicemails. You know, so get your phone, record a quick message, send it to me, email it, john at jrt.ie, or WhatsApp it to me if you've got my number. Um, and... Uh, I'll see you Friday morning. Thanks very much for tuning in. That's the last John Rogers talk show for uh, 2023. The talk show will return um, Monday the 8th. Either Monday the 8th or Monday the 15th. I haven't decided yet. Of January. And um, so keep an eye on johnrogersshow.com for... uh, for info on that okay let me find the dog it's dark now the torch on come on dog good girl right we'll head home Gurmago Sloan